Everything in life is a sale. Everything you want is a commission. Rise up. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rise Up Sales podcast. Got a good one for you today. Um, just so when we get too confused as this goes on, I, of course, am Dan Morse, but today I am with David Morse. He is an assistant team leader over at Keller Williams Realty right here in Portland. He's also a good friend of mine, former colleague. Super excited to uh, have him on the show today. Dave, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well, Dan. Thanks so much for uh giving me this opportunity. I really look forward to it. I've enjoyed your podcast episodes <laughs> to this point. Oh, please. The, the, the pleasure is on this side of the table, my friend. Um, let's get right into it, man. So as I kind of mentioned earlier, you are a assistant team lead over here at Keller Williams Realty. Man, when I talk to people, I'm always, like I said, I used to work with Dave uh, over on the insurance side of things. So I'm always super curious about kind of the paths different people take to get different places. So I'm going to turn it over to you, man. Tell us a little bit more about your current role. Um, and then if you don't mind kind of a little bit about the quote unquote jobs or, or career path you were on before that kind of, you feel, uh, led you to where you are today. Cause I know it's been kind of, you've kind of been all over the place, right? <laughs> I have. Yeah. So I'd love to. So, um, assistant team leader at Keller Williams, Maine, essentially what that means is I get to, um, assist with, uh, the Keller Williams presence in our great state, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that falls into a couple different things. I get to uh, talk to some of the best talent coming out of schools and uh, some of the best real estate talent across our state, bring them into a company that has proven track record of success across mm -hmm. not only the state and the region and the country, but also the world. Uh, we just recently became the number one real estate company in the world. Um, by a few different metrics. So Casual. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, and, uh, so by the way, I mean, this show, I love shameless plugs, so whatever you want to do. Man, <laughs> it is a shameless plug, back. so um, that's great. Um, yeah, if you're in sales and you don't love shameless plugs, then, man, you're in the wrong <laughs> industry, right? For, for sure. Yeah, so I get to do that. I get to uh, um, consult uh, our agents on uh, their business practices, help them uh, become better at what they do um, by instituting different things. And uh, I get to do a lot with training and education on a group level as well. So nice. that's kind of my current role. And uh, you want me to talk a little bit about how I got here? Yeah. How, well, how many agents do you guys have over here now that um, you would, so, I guess, quote unquote, not supervise, but like work with? Yeah. Yeah. So I get to serve 470 agents across the state. Damn. So we are a pretty big, uh, yeah, pretty big market center here. And um, yeah, it's, it's great. They range from uh, multi-million dollar agents all the way down to people just coming out of real estate school. So gotcha. Great. That's great culture we have here. That's cool. Um, I mean, like, like we were kind of saying earlier, obviously you haven't been in real estate your whole life. Yeah. Um, so what, how did you kind of get over to this side of things? Yeah. So, uh, kind of my path, I, uh, I grew up in Maine and, uh, then I had to get out of here as quickly as possible. Um, <laughs> you being a uh, New Hampshire, mm -hmm. New Hampshire, I might not get that, but <laughs> I had to get out of here fast. So why I do you did, say that? Uh, just, uh, I needed to experience something a little bigger. You know? Gotcha. Uh, I grew up in a small town, uh, like 2000 people and just had to get out. So I, uh, ended up going to the Midwest uh, went to school, a little bit of graduate school, um, and actually my career started in insurance, like you said. Nice. We, uh, uh, previously worked there. Um, and uh, I started managing an insurance agency, uh, sales. I worked my way all the way up from uh, an unlicensed customer service rep all the way up to uh, managing a, uh, a roughly $5 million book of business. 
Um, was that was that your goal when you had started in the service side of things to get into the sales and leadership? No, it really? honestly wasn't. Yeah, I would say I would say I hated sales at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt slimy, you know, as a lot mm-hmm. of salespeople talk about, and uh, just didn't want to do that. However, I found that I was I was relatively good at it. So, um, you know, just naturally kind of fell out that way. I stayed in insurance and management and sales uh, for about six years um, before. Uh, finding my way over to Keller Williams. Nice, man. That's great. So when did you make the move from out, where were you, Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. When so, did you make the move from Minnesota back home? Yeah. What, so, why, why did you? Yeah, good question. Um, so I moved back um, about a year ago. Uh, okay. As wow, how's that recording? Recent? Yeah, yeah. So I was out there for in the Midwest for about 10 years. and um, Go Vikings. And, yeah, right? <laughs> Who's there? Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah man. Let's go. Um, my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> good for you just got blown yeah. out by the bills <laughs> uh, you can never trust Minnesota but dude, it's great being out there because I get into NFL games for like 28 bucks nice. so all my Minnesota that's pretty sweet hate me for saying that yeah. um, <laughs> alright yeah. cool so you moved back here to me yeah, moved back here about a year ago and um, it, it, I continued with the insurance thing yeah. however um, I, I jumped straight into just sales with a company that had more of a corporate structure yeah. and really found that I, I, I missed the agency world so anyone okay. that's a, familiar with uh, insurance uh, knows that the agency world is a little bit different than uh, more of the, the companies that run like with a corporate structure. Um, so yeah, so I did that and um, I actually did that up until I came over here. Um, I was, my office, my insurance office was um, in the Keller Williams uh, building. Really? Gotcha. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you were, you were around these guys pretty much every day. Yeah, so every day. Probably more so than your actual employer. Right. No? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was uh, I was rubbing shoulders with this company uh, every day and uh, the culture and so it actually um, was it, I just knew it was a, a jump that I wanted to make when they came uh, uh, knocking. So gotcha. So they came to you with an opportunity after seeing I assume I mean all they really had was your work ethic and your personality and found a good fit for you or were you proactive with them saying, Hey, I'd be interested in moving over or how'd it work? Yeah. So actually the way it worked, I actually got to speak. We do, uh, we do a course every uh, year here, um, at our company. Mm -hmm. It's a seven week course, really it's mindset and sales training for our agents. And, um, it's an incredibly successful sales, uh, course. And, uh, every week they would have sponsors, uh, come in and do like, we would sponsor lunch and then I'd get to the sponsor would get to talk for like five minutes. So I got a little five-minute uh, speech there where I essentially got to sell myself and sell, you know, my, my business um, to them. But when you were in insurance, When right? I was in insurance. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. so I was coming in from that perspective. I came in, I gave a, gave a five-minute spiel, and uh, it left a big impact. And it was actually there that I had a few successful agents come up to me after and say, hey, why aren't you in, in real estate? And I was like, well, I've never, I don't know. <laughs> I've never thought about real estate ever in my life. Yeah. And uh, it's from there that they started pursuing and talking about this opportunity that was open. Mm-hmm. And it uh, just seemed like now is the time. Like, gotcha, let's, man. Let's not make, have any regrets. Let's jump into something no and, regrets. and see what happens. Yeah. Love it. So I've actually that's actually pretty common with some of the people I've spoken with um, on the show and just you know in my personal life, uh, making that move from not only one – job to another, but virtually one career to another, right? Um, what was that process like for you? Are you a, are you a pros and cons list type of guy? Are you a just go with your gut kind of guy? Obviously, you have a family and stuff as well, so yeah. there's other people involved with the decision. What, what was that decision-making process like for you? 
Wow, that's a that's a really good question because um, in a lot of ways it's yeah it's you have a lot more to worry about when you have a family and um, mm-hmm. really that that was a big part of the decision. Um, it was a little scary, mm-hmm. um, you know. There was potentially I was leaving a lot you know a lot of money and experience and comfort on the table, uh, but I knew that this opportunity was going to stretch me in ways and provide new opportunities that I would never have um, in the insurance industry. Um, and so what it really came down to for me was thinking about trying to like backtrack my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so just thinking out all the way to the end of my life and, and asking the question, like, if, if I don't do this now, am I going to look back at the end of my career and, um, just say, what if, right. Um, and really have those regrets. hundred, hundred percent, man. That's awesome to hear. So, so, so far so good. It sounds like. Yeah, 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 so far. <laughs> That's good, man. I tell um, people all the time, you can love anything for 90 days. Exactly. 90 days is a long time, depending on what you're doing, where you are. Um, perfect. So let, let's focus where you are today, man. You're, you're, you're in this, this leadership role over at Keller Williams. Um, you know, what, are, what are some of your favorite parts about your role right now? Yeah, I, I think that the, the best part of my role right now is honestly seeing um, – seeing agents transition from salespeople to business owner. Gotcha. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So a lot of, uh, I would say a lot of realtors get into this business. They kind of back into this business. They're successful in some other area that, um, you know, whether it be service or some other type of sales and they really approach being an agent, like being a salesperson anywhere else. Um, so they might crush it and, uh, really be commissions rolling in. However, they don't set themselves up for success by treating this as a business. Um, you know, making sure that they're, uh, keeping track of their profit and loss. Mm -hmm. You know, what are they doing looking forward? How are they leveraging themselves? How are they building something so that they don't have to, uh, die in real estate essentially? Right. Um, how can they create something that they're going to be able to retire from and live a life by design, not a life by default. Gotcha. That's awesome. And then being so new, I'm sure there's some challenges as well. What would you say are some of the biggest challenges you're dealing with right now? Yeah. So one of the, one of the biggest challenges for me personally is, um, my own mindset, um, Mm -hmm. really coming in every day, knowing that I can add value to the lives of our agents and agents that are outside of our company that we want to move over here. Um, you know, you, you wake up every day and uh, the, your mind plays tricks on you and says that, you know, I don't have enough experience in this particular world, so how am I going to be able to offer anything? Um, and just uh, really getting yourself in the right mindset, you know? Yeah, 100%. So it's, it's interesting because I had a friend of mine, Jason Posnick, on this podcast before, and he's virtually in the same position. He's a sales manager at Chinati Realty Group. They're down in Massachusetts. Um, but he came in, really no, no experience in real estate. It was just... Something like you, man, right place at the right time, meeting the right people uh, for an opportunity. And one of the things he mentioned, I don't know how relatable this is to you over here, but he said his biggest challenge was you know, finding that balance where virtually the agents he was managing, are quote, they're not W-2 employees. you know, right. They don't need to be here. Yeah. Um, granted, they've been here for 30 years, making millions of dollars, and now there's this you know, 28, 29-year-old quote-unquote kid in here who's kind of the new sheriff in town. He said the hardest part was just getting buy-in and building a culture. Um, but it sounds like that culture is what kind of 
got you into this position in the first place, right? Right. I can say the people, the agents that I get to work with have been the biggest support in helping reframe my own mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, It's those very successful agents who recognize that if you approach real estate as a business, like you're going to be successful. And so it's not so much always having real estate experience. It's having business experience. It's having sales experience. It's knowing how to interface with a consumer and solve problems. Yeah. Just like any sales is, right? Perfect. 100%. Um, so, um, so you, you know, being the expert in the field now, what, uh, let me ask you about some, some of the current trends you might see in the industry or just the, the rapid acceleration of change we see in really any industry now, probably thanks to all, all things that are tech. Um, you know, what do you see as some of the biggest changes going forward in the next like five or 10 years? Yeah, that's an awesome question. So really right now in the real estate world, one of the big things that we see as a company and we've really attacked over the last few years is this uh, dichotomy, um, our leaders call it, of Mm -hmm. um, uh, the tech-enabled agent versus agent-enabled tech. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's really a big deal. And uh, what I mean by that is there's kind of, uh, you have your traditional brokerages and then you have these new tech Based platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll just I'll just drop names like the Zillows of the world. Um, what each of these uh, things are doing? I mean, these are competing forces. Um, the tech is trying to um, wean and get the agent essentially out of the transaction. That's what we would argue. That the Zillow type thing. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. Yep. Where where they that. are essentially trying to enhance the consumer experience. And the way that they think they can should do that is by taking the agent out of the transaction. Well, then you have a traditional company like us who sees the agent as essential. And so we um, have been equipping our agents with uh, the technology in order to compete against uh, these uh, newer disruptive type companies okay. um, to protect to protect our salespeople. Um, you know, this is a sales podcast, and really, what we want to protect is the livelihood, the ability to make real estate a business um, uh, from some of these companies that would come in and try and deteriorate commissions. Well, man, that's that's. I mean, we both used to work in insurance. You could have the same argument in the insurance industry, in whatever industry it is. There's always that. Uh, this, I think, this goes back to mindset as well. There's also that overhead fear of, oh my God, I'm going to be replaced by a robot, or you know what I mean? I'm going to do. Right. We're all out of jobs. This, this, and that. Dude, these people aren't going anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, Zillow's fine. Um, you know, on the insurance side of things going on, you know, like uh, like Progressive or, or even Rocket Mortgage and stuff like that on the on, you know, that side of the, the spectrum for more real estate mortgage-related professionals. Uh, to your point, man, it's all about your mindset, how you value yourself. Are you, are you providing enough value that you as the salesperson are essential to this transaction? And it sounds like... That's what you guys are trying to create here, correct? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So tell, tell me this. If you do run into some, I'm sure you run into people who uh, like the Zillow type of thing and you know they'll call you and say, oh, well, this is what it said on Zillow, things like that. How do you guys typically combat, not combat, but how do you, how do you, you know, speak to those, those types of people who are out there now who are so used to this automated processing? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we, uh, we like to make sure that our consu- the consumers uh, know is that a lot of that information that's being fed to them through these other platforms is not always accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're making the biggest investment of your life, you want to make sure that you're doing so on a foundation with accurate information, right? And so right. that's a value add that um, agents still have. They have the access to verify 
um, that, that the consumer is getting the right information. Um, with some of the technology that we're building in-house here as well, we are maintaining uh, the integrity of that data, our agents' data, so that the salespeople that go out and they, they work hard to create their database and, and to make these relationships with their, with, with their clients, they are not being undermined by these third-party websites. Mm -hmm. um, so those are, those are a couple of things that we're doing to try and keep value um, at the front and center, keep the client at the front and center of the experience. Awesome, man. That sounds great. That's, uh, that's good to know, man. I mean, obviously, you're around this stuff a lot more than I am. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's so easy now to get drawn away from the consultant salesperson uh, atmosphere to just go to what's easy and what's online, but it all depends on what you're getting in return, right? If you want to work with a consultant on, you said it, virtually, for most people, the biggest investment of their life, not even financially, but, you know, lifestyle, moving their family from here to the other, I don't want to rely on me entering into an online algorithm, <laughs> right, to make this process done for me. Uh, so that's perfect. So, so let's do this, man. Let's switch it up. Let's step back a little bit from, you know, the Keller Williams uh, specific and just you know, you, you personally, because like I said, yeah. you've worked a number of different jobs, industries, you've been here, there, and the other. Um, I want to talk to you about your why, because I know that's something you talk about yourself a lot, right? Yeah. How important do you think it is for, it doesn't even have to be a salesperson, man, just anybody in general, how important is it to, to, to have your why? What does that mean and how did you find yours? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so when I hear... Um, find your why. And, and that's really just, that's that's kind of like a buzzword nowadays. You know right, I mean? right, right. It's just, oh, that's just my why. This is why I get up at five in the morning. What does that mean? Like, what are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, so when, when I talk to people about finding their why, because it's mm -hmm. something that I am extremely interested in, um, what, what I mean is you need to find something that motivates you to get out of bed every single morning and, and pursue whatever it is that you're pursuing uh, with the greatest amount of intensity ever. And what I find, especially when I meet with, um, with I mean, anyone, mm -hmm. is that oftentimes our whys are too small. Um, our whys maybe are self-centered. Our whys are um, small because we don't dream big enough. And so really, I love to help people create a bigger why that's going to sustain throughout their career. Um, and, you know, I think sometimes whys change or expand or... Um, I couldn't agree more. Every, everyone goes through different seasons of life, right? Yep. Um, you your, know. your goals should expand. Like, my goals now aren't the same when I'm 20 years old. <laughs> my goal when I was 20 years old is to have enough money to buy beer on the weekends. <laughs> right? That doesn't surprise me. Though. And if, if, like, you know, if that was my, my why, the reason I got up out of bed and went to work, then I'd be, yeah, I'd be well, you'd a have a loser. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it adjusts with, I think, the people you meet, the people that come into your life, Yep. And the opportunities that are in front of you. Obviously, I have a lot more opportunities in front of me when I'm, you know, almost 30 as opposed to, you know, when I was 20, 21 because I've met more people, I've gained more experience, uh, and it's kind of scaled that way. So, yeah. you don't, I, I don't need you to go into what your why is personally, but how did you, um, I mean, kind of go into, like you said, it, it's changed as your life's kind of gone on. How do you, how did that work for you? I mean, what was that, what was that like to find your why? Yeah, so I, I mean, I think the easiest way is to kind of go into my own because okay. really it's about, um, to me, it's about when, 
when you have that first thing that pops in your mind is, oh, this is my why, mm-hmm. you got to go, you got to go deeper. You got to mm-hmm. ask why that pops into your head. Yep. I think the There's easy out is, oh, it's my wife. It's my kids. Right. It's exactly. Be is that what you're saying? Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, a why could be my wife and my kids, but mm-hmm. why does that even come to mind? Mm-hmm. And really for myself, what it came down to is what I, what, what makes me alive um, is unleashing other people's potential mm-hmm. so that they can live big lives. Like that's, that's, that's my awesome. why. Yep. And so that transcends just my wife and kids. That transcends into my friendships. That transcends into my business relationships. I really want to unleash other people's potential. And the way that I arrived there is by going underneath the people mm-hmm. that feed into my why uh, to what motivates me to even like live for them. Right, so I think whenever you're trying to find your why, I I, I really think it, uh, it it's good to do that with other people who can press the why back in your face. They can throw it back in your face and be like, "But why? Why right. is your dog important? Why is your dog yeah. the most important thing?" Uh, you know, um, and and go under that because that really gets down to like the the gut the gut desires and drives that make us human. Gotcha, man. <laughs> no, that's 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 awesome to hear, dude. Um, speaking on that line your drive, whatever it may be to keep yourself going. What, what, do, you, what do you do personally for um, – we talk on the show a lot about personal development, right? Mm. Uh, what do you do? Are you a reader, podcast guy, seminars? Yeah, yeah so um, – How do you stay sharp? All of the above. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how sharp I am, but um, uh, I, love, I love podcasts. Okay. I, do, I do read um, 50, 52 books a year. Um, right now I'm on track to hit that for the third year in a row. Nice. Um, which, one a week? Yes. If my math week. serves me right. <laughs> right you, you are a mathematician. Are you, are you a uh, audio book guy? I'm are not. Are you a paper book guy? I'm not yeah. because I'm There's cheap. something about reading a paper book. Yeah. I'm, or just I'm a cheap. book book, right? Yeah. Audible is like super expensive. <laughs> it is. For some, I don't know, hopefully Jeff Bezos doesn't listen to this, but somehow I've been able to like resubscribe my free trial <laughs> like on 75 different credit cards right or not yeah. even dude it's just they it's just every time I go into buy one it takes to start a free trial and I go yeah, yeah. I'll knock out a book and I'll do it again next month yeah um, yeah yeah. so I'm a paper I'm a paperback guy I like um, that I love podcasts though that yep. is my my version of audiobooks I've, mm-hmm. I've been pod, uh, just listening to podcasts like yep. crazy um, and I, I try and divvy those up I'm also um, my my Faith, spirituality, whatever you want to yep. call it, is important yep. to me. So I, you know, I'm into meditation in the mornings. Um, those are all ways that I, um, I, I, I try to develop myself. What, what do you do for meditation? Not spe- like when, how. Yeah, um, yeah. So I hear a lot of people talking about that nowadays. A lot of successful people credit morning meditation. Yeah. So a lot of meditation, um, the you know, practicing mindfulness. Everyone has mm-hmm. a different different version. Obviously, my my faith plays into to that song, okay. and also. Um, you know, just just meditating, chewing on things a little deeper that I that I read. Maybe just pulling something out of uh, what I'm reading and actually chewing on that and its implications for my life, so that I can actually apply it. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, that's some of it. I um, I mean, obviously, I'm a big podcast guy too. And I, I, it's funny. I was thinking about this earlier today, actually, when I was getting ready, when I was putting some notes together for this episode. Not to sound like you know over the top or whatever, but the podcast app on Apple changed my life. Like, I didn't know what podcasts were. This app, this, that purple little app's been sitting on my phone for, like, 10 years. And I didn't know what podcasts were. So one day I just clicked on it. And I th- it was like, you know, they have recommended podcasts. And I was listening to more entertainment podcasts, right? Like something on, like, Barstool or, like, ESPN or something. Until I kind of got into more digging into, like, business sales. You know, coming across guys like the popular guys like Gary Vee or Grant Cardone and right. stuff like that. And I was like, this is just awesome. I mean, you can throw this on for an hour a day. 
I can either Double do speed it. it. <laughs> no, seriously, like go for a walk or I put it on if I'm in like the kitchen or something. And it was just something so new to me and so cool that obviously we wouldn't be doing this today. Um, you know, if, if I didn't, if I didn't finally just open that app on my phone, but going back to like uh, audible audiobooks, podcasts, it's just, it's just so there's really no excuse not to, not to do it. You know what I mean? If you're out and about, you know, just throw it on, throw it on in your car. A lot of people listen to it in their car. I actually think it, it, it helps me um, get myself to go on a walk every morning or to exercise because um, I've always been the person, if I'm, I'm not like a fitness enthusiast, but if I'm in the gym like lifting You're weights, I'll listen, to, uh, <laughs> I'll listen to music, right? But if I'm just going on for a walk or doing cardio, man, no brainer. Throw on a podcast, get something going, some morning motivation, get your mindset in the right place. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge podcast proponent, obviously, and I think... You know, there's so many people out there you should check out. Any particular ones you, you like that you uh, up, Yeah, yeah. So um, Gary Gary V was uh, a big one for You're me. You're a Gary V guy? Um, I, I was a Gary V guy for books? six months. Yes. Oh, okay. I think his best one is uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook. All time. Um, yeah. That's Amazing. The, that's the best one. We're going to get in that in a second. It's a good Sweet. segue. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's one. I can only uh, do Gary V though for six, about six months. Okay. Um, because then he actually tells you to like, you know, to stop being an idiot and listening to him and actually go do I something. I like that too. He's, he's pretty realistic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a big <laughs> one. Um, I'm really into, um, investing of different kinds and, uh, okay. one of the uh, most helpful resources was the bigger pockets, uh, podcast. Okay. So if you're ever interested in real estate investing, that is definitely something to check okay. out. Okay. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, I like, um, uh, that's, those probably two. Gotcha. Um, what are you reading? Um, right now, it's like I, two or three good ones since you read friggin' hundred books a year. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so right now I'm actually rereading, uh, Simon Sinek's start with why, yep. because one of the big goals that I have is actually, I would love to one day be, um, uh, uh Simon Sinek. No, yeah, Simon Sinek. <laughs> uh, or Elon Musk, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'd love to be certified, uh, in his coaching. Yeah. Um, Liz Wiseman, um, has a book called Multipliers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically that's about, um, how you go from being, um, a manager that diminishes the people under you to, to becoming a manager who actually multiplies and has a multiplying Perfect. effect upon your organization. Those are, I definitely pick up yeah. Liz Wiseman's Before, book. before the name leaves my head, are you, do you like Malcolm Gladwell? Oh yeah, it's good, yeah. right? I remember we li- we in one of my uh, uh, classes in college we read it was for sports psychology. We read um, um, David versus Goliath, and what was the other one? He does Outliers. Outliers. There's, a, there's one, another one, one that's awesome. One. It's the best one. I can remember it. Oh, I think Outliers was the best one. Outliers <laughs> is good. Yeah. There's this other book we read, Mindset by Carol Dweck. Okay. You ever heard of that one? No. I feel like I've actually referred you to read that before back in the day but um <laughs> you, you probably did I no worries that, that's a really good one too because that was the first time where i've written this is gonna sound awful um and this is just my tuition money down the toilet but i actually <laughs> read something in college and i ended up like buying it for myself and rereading it like re- I, not buying it obviously in college you have to buy your own books um it's one of those books i bought and it's still in my bookshelf now i probably read it um, I've definitely read Mindset multiple times. I've definitely read David and Goliath multiple times. Outliers Tipping Point? Is that times. the one you're, you're thinking of? Gladwell? Yeah. Probably. Uh, but uh, Outliers is awesome, right? Yeah. Then that's probably the one I'm thinking Outliers, of. <laughs> Outliers is the one that's uh, definitely one of my gotcha. top, so, top 10. So let me ask you this though real quick. You just mentioned the Simon Sinek and the, the more leadership management types of books. Back when you were in sales, were you reading more sales-driven books like a – Grant Cardone or like a, you know, whoever else is out there that you might read. Not so much leadership, but more like 
um, like on the battlefield, you know, face-to-face sales skills? Or have you always been yeah. more the bigger picture, science-cynic type of guy? Honestly, it's always been more of a big, big picture because I think my dream has always been not to be a salesperson, but okay. to, to lead salespeople. Yep, I agree with you. Um, perfect. So we mentioned, you mentioned you're a fan of Jab, 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 Red Hook, right? I am too. Um, let's talk about uh, personal branding, right? Yeah. I know you're big on, on social media and everything. And remind me, don't let <laughs> me end like the show without uh, you know, letting you shout out your, your handles too. But um, let's talk about not just branding in general, but personal branding versus company branding, right? How important do you find personal branding to be for, for you? Yeah, I, I think personal branding is is super important. I right? think everyone would agree agree with that statement. Um, however, I think a lot of people just don't understand. They're they're not um, courageous enough to put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it, it's kind of scary to make yourself vulnerable and put yourself out there. However, no, it doesn't matter what industry you're in these days. People want to trust who they're doing business with. Yeah. And the way to do that is not to hide behind a corporate identity, but to hide uh, to actually put yourself personally out there. I agree. And dude, all that does is go back to what we were talking about earlier when you're talking about the value of an actual agent you can work with as opposed to going on, I know we're sounding like we're bashing Zillow, but something like Zillow like there <laughs> where there's really no personal connection. Um, you know, going back, my buddy who I said I had the show on earlier, one of the first things he did when he got into his office was he made everyone on his team go on Facebook Live and do a two or three minute video introducing themselves. And he said 99% of the people said it was the worst thing they've ever done. Super uncomfortable. Um, but now I, I still fall and they do it at least once a week now. So it's definitely getting out of your comfort zone. I mean, I remember, um, the first time I did like a video on LinkedIn or even something like this and, and put this out there. Um, I wanted to puke. I was like, Oh my God. And, and you know, this is people going to make fun of me, laugh at me, whatever. Um, and sometimes that happened, you know, I'd see like my buddies at a cookout and oh, dude, I'm going to post another video this weekend or something like that. And it's just like, first of all, you watched it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Second of all, you're talking about it. Yep. And third of all, I don't give a shit. Like, this is what I have to do, you know, to, to put myself out there. So what do you what do you do for your own personal, personal branding? What does that mean to you? Yeah, so I think the number one thing, and this is nothing This is nothing new, this isn't rocket science, mm-hmm. but it's, it's consistency. 100%. That's the hardest part, it, it's consistency. I would say. We were just talking yeah. about that earlier. So whether you're, whether you're blogging, whether you're podcasting, whether you're Instagramming, Snapchat, whatever it is, you've you got to be consistent because mm-hmm. the, the king is not um, is not going viral once. Mm-hmm. It is it is creating value over an extended period of time, mm-hmm. which is going to do so many different things for your business. It's going to help your organic ratings in, mm-hmm. from something yep. like a search engine, and yep. it's going to it's going to create a longer tail of devoted devoted followers. And so, just being consistent is the number one thing. And and really, that's all sales. That's every part of sales is consistency. Agreed. It's doing those fundamental things on a regular basis, even though they're mundane. Yeah. Million, I heard this today actually. That the millions is in the mundane. Yeah, it's millionaires are people who commit to doing the same fundamental few things over and over and over for the rest of their life. Do you like Jocko Willink? I feel like you would. I mean, if you don't know who he is, he's like um, I'll put you onto him. If you saw him and like heard him, you'd know him. He's like an old, and I'm like totally butchering his resume, but he's an old like military guy. Now he's he's very into discipline. He wrote like. I think his first book was called Discipline. And then he's wrote um, Dichotomy of Leadership. Um, he's, you know, follow him on Instagram. He takes a picture of his watch every morning at 4 a.m. And he says, this is to hold me accountable. Um, you, you'd love him, Interesting, yeah. He's, he's really yeah. good. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But um, what was I going to say? I've always, going back to what we were talking about, I've found a lot of people get stuck because they look at these videos, they look at these 
these, these self-branding things from a return on investment standpoint. And if you're not consistent, it, it's just going to be in the red because I used to work, you know, at our former employer, I'd work with other guys and I'd do a video every now and then. I didn't expect to make a lot of money off of it or get like leads and stuff. And then my colleagues would try it and they do this video and say, hey, you know, reach out for a quote or an estimate, whatever industry you're in. And then they bitch and complain a few days later, oh, I didn't get any calls. I only got one call, this, this, and that. It's like, dude, you did it once. Right. Do it every day and then see what happens. You need a bigger sample size to see if this is, you know, is working for you. And at the end of the day, if you go into it saying, all right, you know, I need to make this video so I can get leads so I can make money. It, it, you can't look at it like that. And I know Gary Vee talks about that all the time. You got to give, 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 right, before right. you ask for anything in return. Yeah, um, for sure. How do, you, how do you link your personal branding to your corporate branding? I mean, obviously there must be some, some sort of connection between two at some point, or do you try to keep them pretty separate? Yeah, so in the, in the position that I'm currently in, honestly, Dan, I'm still, uh, I'm still working on developing <laughs> Figuring that. Figuring it out. Yeah, yeah because um, now, really, my primary business is um, it, it's, to, it's to my people, it's to, to our agents. And so it's a little bit different. So I'm still trying to work that out. So, I mean, any of the listeners that have a shout out for uh, how, to, how to do that well, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally open to. Uh, but in, in times past, I mean, really, it was more about sharing, um, sharing my uh, personal, uh, just, just sharing my life, gotcha. really. Um, drawing people into my life so that when I had to make an ask from a business perspective, um, you know, I was top of mind. Gotcha. It was really all about being top of mind. Perfect, man. Um, real quick, going to this quickly because I think it's important. Uh, work-life balance, right? What What are some things you like to do outside of work to uh, keep you sane? <laughs> Is really what it comes down to when you work in sales. Uh, yeah. So I I love uh, I love basketball. Mm-hmm. I play basketball every week. Um, date nights with the wife, and then I have twin boys who are three. Um, and so oh, really twin boys, of, that's right, man. How's that? <laughs> that is, uh, it is, it is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it is difficult, but they're a lot of fun. Yeah, they're cool um, kids, man. They're funny. I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. We just signed them up for uh, some, some soccer and gymnastics. So Classic. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're like uh, soccer parents now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I do a lot of that. I do a lot of um, uh, hanging out with friends. We love having people in our home. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Cool, man. How, how important is that to you? And how disciplined are you with that stuff? I mean, you, are you the type of person where you and your wife have a set night or a set thing or with your boys or, you know, do you organize your exercise and your basketball and stuff or do you just kind of have, this is my time and whatever I do is what I do? Yeah, so we, we have realized, so my wife and I have been married for eight years and she's a small business mm-hmm. owner as well. And so one of the things that we've learned over the last several years. Yeah, your wife's a photographer, right? Yeah, she's a wedding photographer. Where can, you, where can people find her? Yeah, her website, jamiemorse.com. We can maybe link it up in the Certainly. show notes or yep. whatever. Um, uh, one of the things that we've learned um, is that if we do not ruthlessly time block, then it's not going to happen. Yeah. And uh, so intentionality with parenting, marriage, all of those things, it's just going to make you a better business person in my opinion. Hmm. And so, yeah, we really time block all of these things, whether it be a date night, workout, whatever, um, time with the kids um, to the best of our abilities. We share, um, we share a calendar, one calendar, um, which is huge for us. Nice. So all of our business stuff shows up on one calendar, all of our personal stuff, so we can really stay on the same page. Perfect. Um, and that maintains, I wouldn't call it balance necessarily, but it yeah. just keeps, us, uh, it, I, it keeps us on the same page. That's a really good point. Balance is kind of, I don't think that's the right word, because it's very rare you have a true 
50-50 work-life balance, right? Depending right. what you do and how passionate you are about whatever you do or which side of the fence you want to look at. I think, you know, like I said earlier, we're the time of recording this, it's the end of the month. And, you know, if you're in sales, you know what that means. It's always a crazy time. Yeah. Um, Good news is it's almost a weekend, man. Maybe we'll be able to have some fun. <laughs> we'll see. Um, perfect. Hey, man, so I'm going to wrap this up. I'm going to hit you with a few rapid-fire questions. You right, ready? Let's do it. Uh, what was the last book you read? Last, last book I read was called Gilead by Marilyn Robinson. What was the last movie you saw? Last movie I saw was Molly's Game. Which one was better? Molly's Game. <laughs> Patriots finished the 2018 season with a record of... What, what was it? Uh, the Patriots. They finished the 2018 season with a record of? 12 and 4. Love it. Last one. Sales is all about blank. Relationships. Really? You didn't say money and cash and cars? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great, Lamborghinis. Man. Yeah, right? Hey, Dave, where, before I let you go, man, thanks again for, uh, for stopping by the show, man. This was awesome. Um, thanks for having me, man. Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, so my handle is at David. D. Morse, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, David D. Morse, M-O-R-S-E, just like yours. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I gotcha, love to man. interact with people. I love meeting people in the, the area and connecting online. So Perfect. I'll make sure to plug uh, Jamie's website too. You're the man. Um, we'll go from there. But anyway, thanks for listening. Check back next time uh, on the Rise Up Sales podcast. See ya.